Hello, my lovely. How are you? Hello, gorgeous. I mean, you're here in my apartment, so my day is fucking fantastic now. Always. I mean, likewise. Oh my God. You look the cutest. I can't even handle everything that's happening here. Stop it. She has the cutest. Did you make this a crop or was it a crop? It was a crop already. But knowing my penchant for crops, yes. that was a completely likely scenario. No, Amy rocks a crop like no other, and she will not abide a regular sized no. tea. Get she out of here. Get the fuck out of here with your bullshit. <laughs> I'm a short person. I need short shirts. No, and they look so good on you. I Thank feel like you. I look like such an asshole. Oh my god, them. no! They just don't work on me. I I know that maxi yeah. dresses are that thing for me. I, I so love a maxi. I, yeah, I just can't pull one off. No, you rock a crop like no other, Thank and her you. crop is so cute. It's black and it has this lovely like breast pocket, and there's a little skeleton coming out of the pocket, being like, "Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, Mo. How I came doing? over. Thanks." Yeah, I had to wear my spooky shirt. I mean, you were coming over. I mean, I fucking love it. Come on. I'm not going to just... This bitch loves a skeleton. Yeah, I'm not just going to wear some, like, boring, plain shirt. (laughs) I don't think you have a plain shirt. No. Even your, like, plain shirt is like, I tie-dyed it myself, and it's amazing. (laughs) I like crafts. (laughs) Cool. You are so crafty. I can't handle it. I love it so much. (laughs) I like a good craft. Girl, you do. Girl. You are, like, we were talking about this earlier. You're the perfect yin to my yang. Like, yeah, you just, you're not here for a craft. No, I appreciate it. I just don't have the patience for it. Like at all. I feel that. I feel that. Like puzzles, I don't understand why they exist. Oh my God, they're so amazing. I could just buy a picture of it. How about that? <laughs> it's just <laughs> hanging out on my wall. That sounds great. That's fine. Yeah. No, I hate a puzzle. That's amazing. Any game. We've talked this at length. Ad nauseum. It breaks my heart a little bit, but I'm also okay with it. I also yeah. understand where you're coming from and I would never, never force that on you. I know. I appreciate that. And I would never tell you to not play a game. Thank you. If there's a game situation that we're both in, I will happily encourage you to do that while I drink in the corner by myself. (laughs) Fuck yes. (laughs) I mean, if the option is playing a game or drinking in the corner with Monique, I'm definitely going to drink in the corner with Monique. I mean, you know. There was no choice. So guys, attention must be paid. Amy got me my Christmas gifts and it is this gin called Empress and it's purple and I can't handle my life. It's gorgeous. So it's gorgeous. I guess technically it's indigo, but our cocktails with it have turned this gorgeous, like mm-hmm. amethyst purple that I kind of can't handle. I can't handle it either. Um, I mean, I had to get it for her because one, she's an empress, obviously. Yes. Yeah, uh, no one, Biddy. Yeah. Boom. It's also gorgeous, so I couldn't resist. And I'm obsessed with the great, as we talked about last episode. Yes. So fuck yeah. Cheers, baby. Cheers. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad I'm here. How have you been, darling? You made the trek all the way to to uh, deep Brooklyn for me. I did. Um, I'm well. I did not do my homework assignment. I did not watch the documentary. That's totally fine. And I didn't watch uh, The Great, but I did start watching Pam and Tommy. Oh, shit. I fucking forgot that came out, dude. How is that? Okay. So I'm like an episode and a half in. Oh, I got to do it. Girl. Okay. So I know that Sebastian Stan like lives in your heart. <gasps> he does. Is he such a like skeezy guy in this and I don't like him the amount of full frontal oh is a lot like okay, girl I am here I was like Amy is like get the fucking popcorn ready and get the Signed. HVAC because your fucking basement will be flooded me the fuck up I mean do I have a theory that that's why 28 days later was my favorite <laughs> movie Killian <laughs> Murphy has a scene he's you know oh we all know yeah. girl it's not sexy but it's it's there it's there we we all know what's, what's happening <laughs> um there's a very I'm not going to spoil it because it's too nuts. Oh my God. It's okay. 
fucking nuts. It's the it's the director of I Tanya, which I fucking loved and was obsessed with. Yeah, that was such a great movie. So great. So it's very much the same vibe. Love it. So it's wonderful. Uh, you know, I'm I'm like ten minutes away from finishing the the second episode, uh, because it was like two in the morning. It's like, hey girl, you got to get up at five, so <laughs> go the fuck to sleep. There is a scene in episode two. That is wild. Really? Okay. I don't have to say what it is because when you see it, you're going to be like, what the fuck? And I'm going to be like, yeah, girl, it's that fucking scene. My fingers will be flying over my phone texting Absolutely. you furiously. And <laughs> because I, sometimes I have the captions on, especially when, if I'm watching oh, something for, for the yes. sh- for the podcast. And sometimes I forget they're on, like I don't even notice they're on. So I didn't realize that I was watching this episode with the captions on. And then I see the caption and I'm like, wait, what? <gasps> and then you see, and you're like, what the fuck is happening right now? Girl, it's wild. Oh my God. If anyone has seen episode two of Pam and Tommy slide into my DMs, right fucking meow. We need to fucking kiki about this shit. It's wild. Like that scene is wild. Oh shit. You're, I'm like sold right now. Your Girl. face, your reaction, everything. Like I'm in. Girl. Oh, it's wild. Also, I love a good, like, when you read the caption and you're just like, I'm sorry, what did that say? What is that? What? And I was like, okay, so this is going to be like an artistic approach to this. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. It is very literal (laughs) what is happening. I need everyone to watch this because I need to talk to everyone about this right fucking now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I literally got three hours of sleep because I couldn't not watch. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? It's wild. I am like giddy right Girl. now, like bursting with excitement. I like don't want to kick you out, but as soon as you're gone, bitch, that's no. what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so upset I have to go to work. If not, I'd be like, uh, <sighs> we're recording this and then we're watching this right fucking now. I'm here for it. That sounds fucking Girl. amazing, dude. My next oh thing my I was going to watch was going to be the new like murder mystery, dark comedy, Kristen Bell Netflix show. Oh yeah, show. I heard that's very good. It's by the director who did The Truth About Cats and Dogs, which is one of my favorite oh, movies. Oh, oh, yes. I love that movie so much. I know. So I was really looking forward to it, but your reaction to this, like, girl, I'll, I'll put that in the queue. Girl, it has to move to the tippy top of the queue. Girl, it's there. Number one. Let's do this. I cannot wait to discuss this scene in episode two. I, I'm so, <laughs> I cannot wait. And especially... Because it, it's the scene, the main person in the scene is Sebastian Stan. Obviously, like, he's Obviously, one of the yeah. Also, in the credits, at the end, Sebastian Stan and Lily James are credited together. It's oh, not one in one. I love that. And I'm like, thank you. I love that. I like that That's a lot. That's wonderful. Guys, I need to talk about this so fucking hard. Oh my fucking God. Literally, oh my God. I'm especially loving this moment because you guys can't tell, but Monique's hair is like a little wild right it's now. Very, I, yeah, it's like it's, just very big. Yeah. So it like she changed. looks extra like <laughs> jacked about this. Like she is like so is enthused, enthused that like about it. her hair is getting excited about it. That's oh, what it seems it's like. It's done been excited. It is, girl, oh my God. Oh my God. I can't wait to talk to you about this. I'm so excited. That's what I'm doing tonight, girl. I cannot. And the first Expect three episodes the dropped. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I need that in Hulu. my life. It's on Hulu. Done and done. Oh my God. I can't handle it. Fuck yeah. I love a good Monique recommendation. <gasps> oh my God. Like, I, like, <laughs> I feel like I've not completed any of my other ones because I'm a total <laughs> slacker, but always amazing. Yeah. You're such a slacker. Just like researching and writing a term paper every week and then recording no. it and editing it and putting it out. Total slacker. 
You're a bum. Anything. I know. You're a bum, Traden. Get myself together. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week going? My week is going great. You're here. I have absolutely zero complaints. Girl, it's same. another fucking horror podcast. Fuck yeah. It is another fucking horror podcast. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. You're welcome. Welcome. I'm Monique Sanchez. I'm Amy Traden. We did it. We did it. I had to pull my weight for once. You really... <laughs> Monique really has to carry us on that one because I'm the person who, after we hit stop on the recording, I'm like, did we record the podcast? No. And then know that Deb is going to be like, they didn't say the name. They didn't, yeah. Or introduce the podcast. Yeah. Did I introduce the podcast? We did. We did today. (laughs) We're learning. Maybe. We are. I don't know. I don't know. Every day is a new day. Every day is a winding road. (laughs) Get a little bit closer. Ah. So good. That's going to be my head now. Thank you. I'm not upset about that. I'm okay with that. There you go. Zero complaints. Yeah. Totally. We did get some mail. <gasps> it's mail time. It's mail time. I love it. From our girl Haley. Hey girl. Haley. We're fucking obsessed with you. She's sending us more things. She's amazing. I, I can't still her. owe her my present to her for our needlepoint. It's on my to-do list of my many crafts. Oh my god, I can only see the back and I love the little character on the back, yes. first of all. So the front it's the little squares. I see with my two eyes that the stove is off. Nothing to worry about. The character leaves and is like, and then has a little panic attack and is like, everything is on fire. <laughs> and runs back. Yes, you're yes. speaking to my soul. Yes. Totally. Oh my God. Hey, Queens. Hope that everything is good with both of you. So this time there are two things. Ah! But because I couldn't decide what to write between two, they are different. So you might still have to death match. <laughs> yes. Um, Haley made the fucking incredible uh, cross stitch for us. I'm not cra- I'm not a crafty. I'm not a crafty person, so I don't know the difference between cross stitch and needlepoint. But of I our, am a crafty, our and I don't even know. If um, that's and it's correct, fucking beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, I'm such a spaz with cards, <laughs> so I'll just wrap it up. Can't wait to hopefully meet up sooner rather than later. Till next time. Love you too. Heart Haley. Haley! Oh my yes. goodness. You're Come so sweet. Come to New York. Come, Come to New York, York please. So we can oh my buy God, you my drinks God. and feed you delicious food and treat you like the queen you are. Literal facts. Oh my God! Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. They're so cute and tiny. Okay, they're like little needle points. Oh, wait. My God. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, I might need this one. I think <laughs> you need that one. one. I say? think you need that one. Okay, this one says sploosh, which it's got a little like drip, drip mark. I and girl, I fucking I fucking cannot with you. Figures in the eyes, girl. Oh my god. No, this is perfect. This is perfect. We don't need to fight to the death. No, you nailed both we, of us, girl. Girl, cannot obsessed. Oh my god. Like my heart is just overflowing right now. Literally, this is so fucking cute. I like. Don't know where I want to hang it. I feel like it's appropriate for the bathroom, weirdly, because it's sploosh and it's got Yeah, baby. But it's too beautiful, and I kind of want to keep it by my bed. I mean, if Johnny's right? doing his job right, there will be there you go. It's also applicable for that. There you go. Haley, Haley girl. girl. <laughs> yes, we didn't even plan that. No, that was the first try we did that. That's how in sync with each Absolutely. other and with you because these are fucking amazing. Um, we're so obsessed with you. You need to come to New York. Obsessed, right girl. Now. Yes. So we can hang. Um, thank you so, so much. Thank I literally you. can't handle this. This is so wonderful. Ugh, Haley, fuck. Haley. All right. And you know, also like I, I I also just want to do just a, a listener appreciation post. One, thank you so much for being patient with us last episode that we dropped a little late because Mercury's a cunt. 
and has been totally in retrograde and totally fucking us. And <laughs> and just we're just so fucking grateful for all of you guys because it's very easy as someone I I know this isn't for Amy, obviously, because she's not a traditional performer of Definitely sorts. not. Oh no, at all. Um, but I'm I'm more so a live performer, so I'm used to the immediate feedback. Feedback, yeah. So sometimes it's really easy to forget that, at least for me, that anyone is listening to this. Girl, Because yes. we're just like very in our zone of like, we need to do the episode and this is my, yes. okay, this week I'm true crime. Blah, blah, and like, especially because get you, it up. Yeah. Especially because you deal with the Instagram too. So like. You're I, even more Yeah. For sure. So like, I'll literally get the text from you that's like, hey, we got like a really nice message today. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah. that's so sweet. Thank you. Like, and I needed that. The Actually, the loveliest when we that you guys are just the loveliest and we're so fucking grateful for you and you're so fucking rad and thanks for listening to this weird show and yeah and just being your cool fucking selves we're so fucking obsessed with you and we're so grateful and like ah the fact that you even listen let alone like send us personalized like thoughtful sploosh gifts things come on fingers in the eyes handle it i literally can't handle it (sighs) so so sweet Haley, I did not forget. I have a to-do list of all of my crafty projects and you are number one on that list. Boom. So I have presents coming for you as well. Monique's on that list. So. Oh shit. Hey. There was supposed to be part two to your Christmas gift, but. <laughs> you bad. are my Christmas gift. I am gift. bad at time management, so. You're my everyday gift, girl. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Haley. Like literally thank we're you. Yeah, no. speechless. Like girl. we can't handle it. It's You're going to see it on the gram because I got to hang it up and. Oh, of course. Time. Of course. And it was, it's like. It's perfect. You know. Literal perfection. Literal yes. perfection. You understood the assignment. And there wasn't an assignment. You Correct. Just it. You just like did the extra credit and you're like, hi, yeah, I'm here for it. Thanks. I came to slay. Literally. Literally. Haley. Bow, bow, bow. Fucking obsessed with you. Obsessed. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. You're the best. <sighs> and on that note, yeah. you're also the best. <gasps> you're the best. Are you going to regale me? With some spooky, creepy, weird, what the fuck paranormal story this week? Yeah, girl. Girl. got you. We're going to be talking about Willow's Weep. This sounds sad. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Sources. Realparanormalexperiences.com, reddit.com, facebook.com, amazon.com, indiegogo.com, and, because it's been a fucking minute, The Unexplained. With oh, William Shatner. Fame, William motherfucking Shatner. <laughs> okay, and his hypertension right. to the test. I was like, did he stand up during the Oh, episode? absolutely no. not. They no. rolled him in. This is the third. On a dolly like Hannibal. I love it. This is the third segment in the episode. And he's like, fuck you people. <laughs> I am on my swivel chair. You're lucky I even showed up. Literally. I love this so much. I'm so intrigued by your sources too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll get into it. So the segment on The Unexplained starts off with Cayuga, Indiana, February 16th, 2019. Paranormal investigator Dave Spinks and his associate Haley Sharp have traveled here to this small town to investigate a house that many consider to be the most evil place in North America, <laughs> referred to as Willow's Weep, end quote. Yes, uh, the... I'm here for this. Girl. Completely. Girl. Okay. Yeah. The voiceover is so... Fucking outrageous. Right. So, so dramatic. Also, the level of hyperbole. Settle down. Oh, yes. absolutely. <laughs> because I think I mentioned the first time the unexplained was brought into my 
orbit as something that existed was I was staying with Christina and she was like, this show's fucking wild. Um, <laughs> she's like, yes. it's William fucking Shatner. And the voiceover will be like, could this be something really logical and rational? Or, or <laughs> be this are totally- demons like haunting her vagina? It's like fucking nuts. And you're like, well, we got to see if demons are haunting her vagina. I guess, I guess we so. need to watch the whole Odds episode. are probably not. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you. I don't know, Monique. <laughs> Girl, let's get into it. So in the small Indiana town of Cayuga, on the quiet street of North Elm Tree Road, there's an unassuming house. At first glance, there is nothing really noteworthy about the house other than the giant willow tree in the front yard that is said to be over a hundred years old and is no doubt where the property gets its name. The single family 1,427 square foot home was built in 1890. The house is located at the center of a crossroad and is close to a river. In both Western folklore and supernatural circles, a crossroads is said to be used to summon the devil or a demon in order to make some kind of deal. For instance. What? Yes. So anytime I'm at an intersection, I'm you can be like, susceptible yo, to the devil? You can. I can be, all right. You could be like, yo, if you can hook me up with some, some fucking gr- Miley tickets. <laughs> like if I'm in my car, I'm probably like, if you can just hook me up with a screen light, like... That would be fucking That'd be great. I'm really late because that's my life, so (laughs) we gotta go. Yeah. (laughs) For instance, the intersection at US 49 and 61 is called the Devil's Crossroads because according to local legend, that's the spot where Robert Johnson made his deal with the devil to play the blues like no other. Oh, okay. You know, live your dreams, man. By all means. You know, I don't know who Robert Johnson is. I I know, I was... (laughs) Great he was. And I thought more you were referencing the song The Devil Went Down to Georgia, and I was like, that seems fictional. I don't think that's a real story. <laughs> I don't think that's... I don't fucking know, man. Um, here's the thing. Also, I don't know shit about blues, so it's very possible that he's like a legend and I'm just an asshole. That's always a possibility for You're like, you everything don't know. You don't... I'll get like 50 DMs. I'm like, no. I also didn't know that croissants and crescent rolls weren't the same fucking thing, all right? I'm a flawed human being. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I perpetuated that myth. That to is you. true. So you just believe what Haley, I told you. Hey, girl, was like yes. No, our resident baker. Yeah, was yeah. like our our resident crafty person. Everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. you're a creative, Haley, and we appreciate that. I mean, absolutely. As I mentioned, the house is close to a river, and of course, as we've seen time and time again, that paranormal activity and UFO sightings tend to happen near bodies of water. Yep. So, okay, this might be a bit of a stretch, but when you look at the property from above, the house has a cruciform design. What? Meaning that- Okay. Yep. Willow's Weep is in the shape of a cross, and it faces east, and the entrance of the house is located at the base, making the home an inverted cross. That is such a weird design for a house, too. Yes, very much so. Because you see it- a lot in like cathedrals. Like I yeah. believe what Notre Dame is is a cruciform. That totally makes sense. Yeah. But I'm not like, let me build this house. Okay. I'm going to put all these extra weird angles and yeah. corners that I don't need when I can just make a square house. It's also 1890. Like I, I tried to get a hold of my brother who's an architect. To be like, to be hey. like Is this like legit? But he's like in Cancun or some shit on a cruise. So. I couldn't get it. I was like, fuck off, Monique, and I'm time for your architect questions right now. Fuck you. It's like, I left architecture for 10 days to not deal with this bullshit, actually. (laughs) Thanks. Okay, thanks, bye. 
This curious architecture continues inside the house. It contains three bedrooms and a bathroom, and the corners of the joining rooms meet in the main living area to form a pentagram. No, no, weird, weird. All right, seriously, who designed this house? You need to call him up. What the fuck were you on? This is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you know, here's the thing. It's 1890s. Like, opium wars just happened, right? <laughs> he's all strung out on opium. He doesn't know. He's like, fuck it. Just put all the quarters together. It's in the fine. Center. Whatever. I don't it's fine. deal with it. It's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> then there's the high number of deaths that have occurred on the property throughout its history, including three suicides. Oh. The first death of which being in 1922 when the original owner, John Henry Sykes, was found dead in the bathtub. In the mid-1950s, while replacing a floorboard, the owner found a crumpled pamphlet on the space between the floor and the packed dirt under the house. Upon further inspection, they saw that the crumpled up pamphlet was actually a grimoire, or a book of spells that was filled with incantations for things like necromancy. I'm like doing the dog tilting head thing right now. What? Yeah. I don't know if I'd be like super excited about this or be like super freaked out. Like, yeah, I got a spell book now. Or if I'd be like, we need to get the fuck out of this house. Priest party up in this yeah, motherfucker. Seriously. I don't know if I, did I ever tell you the necromancy story with Nelly? No. Okay, this is this is my favorite Nelly story of all the Nelly stories. Oh my God, tell me. So we went to Salem a few years ago. And when in Salem, you have to get tarot readings, obviously. Obviously. And uh, so Nelly's getting her reading and the reader is like, hey girl, we actually knew each other in another life. And... You were like this, like pharaohess in like Egypt oh shit. shit, okay. And you had a harem of men that you just like fucked and like got rid of, which is like girl, it's hi, right? yeah. Can we hi. memory regression me right now? Right. Let's do this. And she was like, and I was like your servant, like I was your go-to gal, right? Then we would do all the shit together, like and we would top like, handmaiden, yeah, yeah, and we would like you know in then like engage in like necromancy and shit. So Nellie tells me this, like because afterwards we get our readings, and it's like, oh, what what they say to you, what are they, you know. Right? So she's saying this, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty rad. And then it becomes very clear to me that Nellie thinks that necromancy is necrophilia. Which <gasps> oh, is my radically God. Those fucking are so different. different things. They're yes. so different. So, for those who don't know, necromancy is basically like raising the dead through With spells, like, spells and, yeah, and like talking to the dead and shit. shit. Yeah. Necrophilia is fucking a dead body. So, very different concepts. Radically different. Yes. So, because of who Nellie is, She's paid 40 bucks to get this reading. This woman's like, hey, in her mind, she's like, this woman's like, yo, I knew you in another life and we used to fuck dead bodies together. <laughs> and at no point, and Nellie's like, cool, all right. Like at no point, she's like, excuse I mean, me, what? Can we back up for a second? At like, no why point, were we doing this? She's just like, Nellie. oh yeah, totally. We totally used to fuck bodies. I guess so. I guess that's what I used to do. That's what I used to be into. And it was the funniest thing because one, it's radically wrong. Two, just how chill she was with getting that very... Disturbing, up, disturbing information. <laughs> so disturbing. But that's Nelly. I love you. We, <laughs> like, girl, fingers in the eyes moments fingers right now with you, Nelly, because like I would be this person too, where I would just be like, "Sure, all right, I'm, that's super weird, and I don't feel comfortable with it." But I'm not going to say anything. It was hilarious. Um, it's my favorite story about <laughs> Nelly. Um, and then, and then because I'm the psycho, I'm like, "No, necromancy is not fucking a dead body, girl." Um, <laughs> I love her. She's my favorite guy. Um, oh, Nelly. But okay, so back to this this fucking pamphlet. So they find this pamphlet and it has all these spells and shit. And according to the inscription, the spell book belonged to the previous owner. Oh, huge red flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Several former residents of Willow's Weep reported hearing disembodied voices, witnessing poltergeist activity, and shadow figures. And when we get to the unexplained, the owner of the house is a woman named Brenda Johnson. She bought the property with the intention of renovating it and flipping it. Of course, she had heard rumors of her newly purchased property, but immediately dismissed them. She didn't believe in the supernatural, so buying a haunted house wasn't a big deal. And in the early days, she says that there were no issues. But over time, strange things began to occur. Doors would swing or slam on their own, and there would be occasional banging from underneath the floor that Brenda attributed to rotten pipes and things consistent with an old creaky house. But then the banging started coming from the walls. And it was then that people started getting hurt. Oh, no. In The Unexplained, Dave Spinks and his assistant Haley meet up with Brenda in broad daylight in front of the house to find out more. Brenda won't go in the house. She says, quote, not good standing in here. All night last night, I was sick thinking about coming over here around this house, end quote. Dave asked her to talk about some of her experiences on the property, and she said, quote, well, I bought the house, we started working on it, and then my son was working on the ceiling. The boards came flying off at him, hurt him, and I've been scratched in there, six claw marks down my back. <gasps> Door slamming on you, banging underneath the floors, end quote. And she doesn't get into this in The Unexplained. And also, The Unexplained has four stories, I believe, and it's like 13 minutes each segment. Because okay. I have to do like commercials and whatnot. So she doesn't get into this in The Unexplained, but I found a story that right after these incidents happened to her and her son, Brenda had hired a maintenance man. Brenda had heard rumors that the ancient willow tree on her property contained vengeful spirits. And of course, she thought that was fucking ridiculous and paid the rumors no mind. But after her son and her got mysteriously hurt, she started to change her tune. So she told the new handyman to stay away from the willow tree, just in case. Then one day, not long after she hired him, the maintenance man was mowing the lawn when she heard a cry from outside. She rushed over to investigate and found the man crumpled against the wall of the house unconscious. After being rushed to the emergency room, it was discovered that his spine had been nearly fractured in several places. What? He couldn't remember what happened, but Brenda suspected that he didn't heed her warning and got too close to the willow tree. <gasps> Upon discharge from the hospital and some recuperation, the handyman said he felt well enough to finish the work on the house he was contracted to perform, including checking under the house to verify if any of the strange banging was actually caused by the pipes. The handyman crawled under the house and found that instead of packed dirt, there were mounds of varying sizes. Assuming oh, that no, it was... no, 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 no. I don't like this at all, Monique. <laughs> okay. Assuming that it was the work of groundhogs or rodents, he began to push them aside and clear a path. And it was while clearing this path that he found a bone. He wanted to assume that it was from a long-buried pet or maybe livestock that had been trapped under the house and died. It was right then that in the darkness, while in the crawl space under the house, the man felt invisible hands pulling at him, trying to drag him down. And luckily, he was able to free himself. When evil spirits are trying to drag you to hell from the crawl space of, of the job you're hired to do some repairs on, that's going to cause a ruckus. So Brenda heard it and ran outside to see the handyman crawling from the hatch, panting and panicked. He threw the bone at her and declared that he would never go under the <gasps> oh house again. Oh my god! Okay, that was too much, That's sir. aggressive. Yeah. And that she should go find another contractor because he quit. 
Brenda believing the bone to be related to the other accidents on the property, brought it to a local physician. The doctor quickly identified it as the intact humerus of an older child who had been long dead. Law enforcement was called, but because the bone was over 50 years old, the police declined to investigate. Uh, still, I don't want any children buried under my house. Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks. Mm -hmm. On The Unexplained, Brenda tells the investigators about the many purported deaths on the property. She says, quote, The man that built the house, he died in the bathtub. There was two suicides, and then another hanging. And I heard that three men had been poisoned. What the fuck? Like, this house has a body count. What is happening? You don't even know. About six months prior, before I bought it, there was a man that he committed suicide in there. He fell into the chair, and they found him a week later. End quote. Oh, no. And she was like, yeah, seems like a great real estate investment. Let me, where's my, the pen? Let me sign right here. Like, what I mean, the fuck? If that's the case, I would imagine that the house is like $4. Oh, probably, yeah. Like, yeah. She was like, hi, I only have a five. Do you have change? That's cool. You know what? Keep it. <laughs> it's good. Because I like you. It's on you. Buy yourself something shiny. Buy yourself four 25-cent wings. <laughs> a 25-cent <laughs> wing night. <laughs> When Dave asks Brenda if she believes the house is evil, Brenda responds, quote, Yes, I do, without a doubt. If it wasn't evil, it wouldn't be hurting people. I don't think there's nothing good in there. End quote. So Dave and Haley proceed to investigate the house for supernatural activity. And let me fucking tell you, it is the most half-assed hack shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> this wasn't a legit investigation mode Ever. Okay. So here's the thing. I was obsessed with ghost hunters in high school. Yeah. Like, obsessed. I obviously didn't have a boyfriend. <laughs> I, I know that these two are very correlated, for sure. And the only other person I knew who was obsessed with it at the time was Christina. And we, like, we would, like, call each other during the episodes. Oh like, my god, be, I love you. Yes, totally. So... I know how the fuck, even though I've never been on an investigation, I know how the fuck this shit is run, and this is fucking hack shit. Number one, they do it in broad fucking daylight. No, everyone has to get here tonight. Dude, what the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. The witching hour, what? Hello. Hello. They're not just like in the fucking bark lounge, you're being like, hey girl, what's up? Come on in. Yeah. Two, the only equipment they bring is a fucking thermometer. Oh, so you can tell me it's slightly colder? Yes. Because drafts aren't a thing? No. Cool. No EVP sensor or motion what? detector or heat sensor. Fucking nothing. Amateurs. It's a fucking thermometer. And they're just walking around like, wow, it's really cold and eerie in here. Cool. Great. Thanks for your subjective opinion. Yeah, literally. And the alleged chair where the previous owner had died by suicide is like, supposedly, it's like in the house and it's splattered with blood stains and it's still the, there. The chair he died in is That's- still in the house? Mm-hmm. No one was like, hey, the death chair needs to go to the dump. No, it's good. It just wipe it down. It's fine. This is what they're this is what they're telling us on the unexplained. Get the fuck out of here, Monique. And when they put the temperature sensor on it, they said that they got a hit. And throughout their quote unquote investigation of the house, the temperature dropped by nine degrees. Okay, but here's the thing. It's Indiana. Outside there's there's no leaves on any of the trees. So it's fucking winter, right? Yes. And you know, in the winter, the temperature drops anyway. Yes. Like, this is not... Yeah. And, like, houses are heated different. Different pockets of your house have different temperatures. Like, yes. Yes. And they're insulated differently. And 
Okay. This house, house was made in fucking 1890. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. And look, while I understand this was edited for time, Dave and Haley appeared to be in the house for like four fucking minutes during their entire investigation. They just like come back out and have a kiki with Brenda about their findings. It's like, oh, they're like, hello, any ghosts? All right, nope, bye. I guess not. No, <laughs> not even. They're like, oh, this place is haunted as fuck. <laughs> Nothing happened, but it's haunted as fuck. And, of course. And here's the thing. When they come back out, there has been zero change in daylight. They're, the daylight is exactly the fucking same, which I also understand movie magic, but like you need to sell it a little bit better. Yeah. Like, a, like literally, this is the most half-assed bullshit thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. So Dave says that not only is the house evil, but that it could be the evilest house ever built and that the house was responsible for all the deaths on the property and that the reason the house was built in an upside down cross shape was for the structure to contain evil, that it wasn't made to attract ghosts and demons, but to trap them on the property. So this was the architect's intent when he was. Yes, that's what he he decided in his four minutes. Cool. So after his four-minute investigation, Dave and Haley come out and they're like, hey, girl, so your house is super fucking haunted, but don't worry, I got you. I'm going to pull Zach Bagans and I'm going to buy this motherfucker off you right now. So Dave Spinks- What? Yes. Yes. All right. Shit. Okay. So Dave Spinks is the current owner and has been for the last several years and has spent the last few years, quote unquote, investigating the house- and even inviting other ghost hunters to conduct their own investigation in the most evil house in America. And if you thought that the unexplained and William Shatner's unnecessarily dramatic voiceover dedicated a 15-minute segment on their program to a verifiable hoax, you'd be fucking right. Because this whole story is fucking bullshit. What? Yep. Uh... Shortly after the Travel Channel aired the episode... The children of the owners previous to Brenda, both of whom allegedly died in the evil house, quote unquote, <gasps> took to the internet. On Reddit, her son wrote, quote, my false family story was on the show, The Unexplained. Please read. In a small town in Indiana, a family is terrorized not by demons or ghosts, but by the people who are supposed to deliver the truth through paranormal investigation. Years have gone by since the family's mother and stepfather's deaths and the family are still haunted. The family lives several years in the house and collectively have never witnessed any paranormal activity. A paranormal investigating team out of Danville, Illinois, received word regarding the supposed deaths in the house of this unfortunate family. The paranormal investigators jumped at the chance to buy the house, renovate it, and make it look worse than when the family lived there. I don't think that's the definition of renovate, honestly. No, it's the opposite. Yeah. It's renovate on opposite day. Yes. They used a chair that was not even the chair that was in the house when the family lived there. Oh, it's the bloody death chair? Yes. It's just like a fake chair from Salvation Army. They were like, throw some corn syrup on it. Literally. And here's the thing. Like, head wounds are very, very bloody. Like, even if you just get a cut, they're very bloody. And I'm not a forensic whatever the fuck. And I was like, that doesn't look like a gunshot to the head. Like that doesn't look how the splatter would <laughs> I'm not a blood go. splatter analysis, but. I'm not. Hot take. I'm not a blood splatter but analysis. But I watched Dexter and I can tell you for a fact that that's not, yeah. I was like, that's not how the wound would show up. No. Because it's on like the inside arms. No. What? It's, it's horseshit. It's okay. just horseshit. 
the paranormal investigation team claimed to their customers that the stepdad shot himself in that chair. They claim that there's still blood on that chair. Not only are they lying to the ignorant, but are charging around $60 to investigate the children's mother and stepfather. The investigation team and owners are fabricating and lying about stories being told to the customer. The mother of the children did not die in the house, but in a hospital in a town not even located in the community where supposed haunt and curse is occurring. But the paranormal investigators call out her name anyway. They bring a disgrace to paranormal investigation team and community. How do I know all this? I am the son of the woman who passed away in the hospital from a heart attack. After they aired the fake story on the quote unquote history channel on the program, The Unexplained, I feel it's time to take action, not only for my family, but for my children's legacy. I'm also concerned about the integrity of the paranormal investigation community. The site is located in Eugene, Indiana at 5173 North Elm Street and goes by the name Willow's Weep. Due to a willow tree they claim is 100 years old that my mom and sister planted together only 20 years ago. (laughs) I would say a 100-year-old tree is fucking big, so that tree better be fucking huge. Yeah. We are looking for possible legal representation, so if any lawyers read this or talk shows, podcasts, Whatever, please get a hold of us. We are not in this for the money, but to shut the place down for good. End quote. The man's sister, Haley Ray, started the Willow's Weep debunked Facebook page to also set the record straight about the house and her family. And because Dave Spinks is an opportunist hack, he was charging paranormal investigators to investigate the most quote-unquote evil house in America. So Jason Snyder of the Crawford County, Illinois Ghost Hunter Society investigated the house And he, too, found the stories to be horseshit. Haley published Jason's report on her Facebook page. The report read, quote, The first thing we noticed and debunked was that the floor inside the house is an old wooden floor that makes you feel like you're in some sort of funhouse. We call it the funhouse effect because the floor actually moves and causes vibrations all through the house. You can walk in one room and knock stuff off the tables in other rooms. I've definitely been in houses that have done Yes, that. yes. It was like I, it was in my ex's parents' houses like that. And it was one of those things that when you stepped on a certain step, it would cause a vibration that would knock over a picture frame like on the piano. Oh, And creepy, his mother yeah. would be like, oh my God. And I was like, no girl, it's just I old. stepped on the step. Yeah. It's just, I can do this like four times in a row. Yeah. It's not, it's not your mom. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> Womp womp. Womp womp. Yep. We had to be careful with our EMF meters because walking on the floor about knocked them off the tables on several occasions. The boards in the wood floor will also catch and sometimes pop, making a really loud banging sound like someone is under the house. There is one place you can stand and make the boards pop in another room. This debunks and explains why people hear bangs from underneath the house and why balls roll around during investigations. The floors move so bad, it moves the furniture and causes objects and balls to fall or roll around. Damn. End quote. Because that's the thing. Investigation should be that. You shouldn't go and be like, this is clearly super haunted. You should be like, let's see what the fuck we find. Yes. And it's like, these are the the allegations. Let's see if we can prove them or disprove them. Yes. That's what the fuck it should be. But Dave Spinks is a fucking hack. Jason and his team went on to debunk the doors that would slam on their own. 
The doors that people reported slamming shut were all spring-loaded. With oh. powerful springs yeah. that were made to slam shut when they were not propped open or latched back. And the springs were so powerful that even when you prop a rock against the door to keep it open, the door will eventually slam shut. And the team tested this and watched this happen several times. While they were investigating, they did hear several growls and scratches underneath the floor and in the walls. But guess the fuck what? There's a it's large nice. hole in the corner of the main room where animals have made nests under the floor. So the noises are likely a rat, possum, squirrel, or some other rodent. Yep. The sounds of disembodied voices were easily explained away as the house is not secluded and the walls of the house are extremely thin to the point that neighbors who were talking outside could easily be heard within the house. Ugh. Can you fucking imagine? I don't like that. Absolutely fucking not. Only one death in the house can be confirmed, and that is of the Ray's stepfather, who died by suicide in the house before Brenda purchased the property. And no, not in that fucking chair, because the Ray's got rid of it immediately, because of course they fucking did. Yeah, because why would you keep the bloody chair that somebody committed suicide in? Correct. Who would want to keep something like that? In his research, Jason could not confirm that the original owner, the one who allegedly died in the bathtub, even died in the house. Oh, fuck. Okay. This is all bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. There is also talk of this burn mark on the wall that appeared out of nowhere that's like in the shape of a demonic head. But it's it's literally a burn mark from someone lighting a candle and it's just being like too close to the wall. Too close to the wall. Yeah. And the investigators believe that the ominous shape is no more than a pareidolia, aka when people see an image of something that's not there, aka like the Virgin Mary and like the, the cheese. Like the, the grilled cheese and the toast. Yeah. I mean... If that's what you want, if you want a virgin Mary to go cheese, you know, live your truth. Jason also noted that the personal effects, boots, hat, glasses that were in the house that allegedly belonged to Ray's stepfather, who is the only actual person known to have died in the house, aren't actually his. The shoes range from a size 7 to 10, (laughs) and there's a hat that's staged to sit on top of the, like, infamous, like, death chair. Okay. It looks brand fucking new. And not only that, when the Ray's left, they're like... We cleared the house because that's what you do when you fucking move. move. You don't like leave shit behind. If they do, somebody else comes and cleans it and throws all that shit away. Yeah. Yes. Unless you're buying a furnished a house. Right. Nothing Which, is there. This yeah. is not that. And Jason grew up with willow trees at his childhood home. And he could tell that the evil willow tree out front that was supposed to be a hundred years old was actually only about 20 years old. Further corroborating Haley's story that she planted the willow tree as a child with her mother. And, of course, the willow tree never attacked any of the investigators. Yeah. It's not the whomping willow from Harry Potter. Like, settle down. Yeah. Fucking relax. As far as the alleged human bone that was found under the house, if that's true, it would have been investigated. The space would either be deemed a crime scene or a gravesite. Like, it doesn't matter how fucking old the bone is. They're still going to be like, yeah, we need to dig it up. No, literally, in the same fucking episode is the Swanee... Uh, like fair the amusement park swanee amusement park that i did ages ago yeah and then they found like that it was actually like a native american burial ground yeah guess what they shut that shit down because that's what you, they're not like well we only give a fuck about people if it's like 48 years 50 years go fuck yourself that's not how that works yeah that's eh, fine unexplained come on explain yourself episode guys seriously what the fuck The crew did not record any environmental or atmospheric changes while in the house. 
But during their session with a ghost box, they did catch some audio. They heard speaking, Willow, Hi James, which was the name of one of the paranormal investigators. And when they asked if anyone was there, and if they were to tell them their name, the voice responded with the name of the Ray's stepfather. So okay. there's that. But other than that, the most evil house in North America was a fucking dud. It's like maybe a haunted house. Maybe. Like, like a run-of-the-mill haunted house at best. Yeah, like being like, I'm here, but could you like leave me alone, please? Thanks. And just like and like stop staging your fake props in the house. Thanks. And be like, I wouldn't have that ugly ass chair. Yeah. In October 2019, Dave Spinks released a book. Willow's Shocking. Leap, the beginning. And before you run to snatch it off the bookshelves for yourselves, let me read one of the reviews. Oh, God. One of the top reviews please, on Amazon. Please do. I'm Girl, so excited about this. I fucking got you. Quote, as some others have mentioned, the editing on this book is downright atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> like, maniacal evil laugh yes. from me. I'm so here for also, this. Also, this is like a, an independent publisher. This isn't like yeah, a random house or anything. Uh, which, no Tino Shade. I have lots of friends who are brilliant who have independently published. Uh, Dave Spinks is not one of these people. Missing words, misspelled words, horrible sentence structure, and very little backstory, which could have built fantastic foundations for the paranormal encounters. Many parts of the book simply don't make sense either, especially when corroborated against other sources regarding the story. It's a decent read that's got a bit of creep to it, but I definitely wouldn't recommend it as something to keep. Find a free version if you can, or watch the movie if it does get made. End quote. Two stars. <laughs> Damn. Okay. So in 2020, Dave Spinks and Billy Lewis started an Indiegogo campaign to fund a movie about no, Willow's Weep. get out of here. I will not. Um, <laughs> they were looking to raise $25,000, but their campaign only got six backers and raised just over one percent of their goal a whopping 265 dollars which is way more than than they deserved honestly absolutely. yeah <laughs> it's fucking outrageous um so in the in the like description on the indiegogo yeah thing, there's this line that's fucking nuts so it's like quote this house is evil all caps and bold it was originally built in the shape of an all caps upside down cross for exclamation points <laughs> oh my god stop. who does that three question marks Let's get into it. So um, for you fucking heathens out there, present company included, I'm going to yeah. give you a little a little kiki about Christianity real quick. Tell um, me, girl. Yeah. So, of course, if you've watched any horror movie in the last 40 years, the upside down cross is like, oh, my God, demons, evil. Oh, my God. <gasps> yes. The devil is present. Yes. Um, because like the three o'clock, 3 a.m. situation of uh, that's supposed to be perversion of when Christ died at 3 p.m. That yes. it is interpreted. That's how it's shown in, in film and TV of the, the cross, upside down cross is a perversion of Jesus and Christianity. So here's the thing. So in the time of uh, Jesus, uh, when he's like gathering up his disciples, there's this one guy named Simon, he's a fisherman. And Jesus really liked him. And all the disciples got their names changed. So he's like, hey, your name's going to be Peter now. And Peter translates to rock. And he said, you are my rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. So Peter became one of the first disciples of the 12 disciples. And he became the first pope in Christianity. Okay. In Roman Catholicism. 
So Peter also lived during the time of Nero when Nero was wilding out. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> Which now I only can think of secession when he's brought oh, up because absolutely yes. yeah and like recent political uh, events yeah we're not getting into so Nero was wilding out it, people are very famously know Nero for fiddling while Rome burned burned yes so Nero blamed the burning of Rome on the Christians okay so he's like Peter cool we're gonna fucking crucify you because it's your fault because you're yeah. Christian and Peter said because that is how Jesus died was by crucifixion that he was not worthy to have the same death as his lord and savior so he requested to be crucified upside down oh so it is actually in christianity a a symbol of enormous respect that the pope where he sits there are upside down crosses etched into his like little throne thing interesting yes okay so that makes a lot of sense yeah so every horror movie has lied to you <laughs> monique is not lying to you monique is i'm not the truth. i'm the resident christian here an upside down cross is not ominous really at all it, it not in christianity that we're the ones who came up with the cross right you know it's so fucking relax uh so who does that fucking the first pope does that fuck you um, <laughs> he's got it fucking everywhere I mean, I remember in grade school, there was this huge, really graphic picture of St. Peter crucified upside down. And Oof. I was like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, hey, girl, that's what's up. He was like, I'm not worthy to be. You want to murder me? That's fine. But I'm not worthy to do it the same way that Jesus did. Just, I know my place. So there's that. Also, the like really fucked up story about the maintenance man, handyman. I can't find any interview of the dude like i can't find which if that happened to you i would mean at minimum a cash grab right yeah. i would be on every fucking thing like this motherfucker dave spinks right yeah can't find a single fucking thing on them uh so dave spinks has uh his own willow's weep facebook page and in july 17th 2021 he posted this quote public announcement folks willow's weep will no longer be available for anyone to investigate it the house is just too one oh set of two fuck this guy Ugh. i like that Ugh, okay. if you don't know that yeah. if you don't know the yours or the theirs get out of here and if you text me how are you with just a you instead of a y-o-u get the fuck out of my face yeah cannot blocked blocked delete get out of here get the fuck out of here the house is just two t-o negative in nature and on top of that needs major repairs over the next few years, I will be finishing up my projects there with a select few people, and then the house will be removed from the property and the land blessed and cleansed, hopefully removing the negative energy associated with it. Uh-huh. Thanks there, Dave. Yeah. Yep. Look at you. Humanitarian. Patting yourself on the back. Babe. Right? Don't I, hurt yourself. I mean... <laughs> I thank each and every one of you who have been to the house and helped document the activity that occurs in the house and on the property over the last four years. I will be releasing a documentary on the house as well as a second book about the transition of the house and property. And I'm sure you fucking will, dude. Amy's doing the jerk off I'm motion. I'm doing the jerk off motion. Because that's correct. Because <laughs> this is clearly a cash grab. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And on October 19th, 2021, Haley Ray on her Willow's Weep debunked Facebook page posted that she had gone by the property recently and not only were there no signs of demolition, 
but it looked as if someone was living there. So it looks like he has no intention of, like, I'm going to demolish the house and bless it. Get the fuck out of here. So that is the story of Willow's Weep, a.k.a. the most evil house in North America, a.k.a. total fucking bullshit. (laughs) Be unexplained. Explain yourself. What the fuck? Uh, I enjoyed that so thoroughly. (laughs) Despite that not being true in any way, shape, or form, I really enjoyed that. And there's even a fucking story about, like, that one of the owner's sons was, like, eaten by hogs that were, like, okay. on the property. And, like, the hog this farm is, is Susan Monica. Get four fucking miles away. And it's, like, you can't Seriously. even lie. Like, if you're going to lie, like, do me the decency of being good at it. Yes. Lie better. You lie always say. fucking better. Girl. Too ridiculous. Fuck Dave Spanks. Fuck um, Dave Spanks. This is... It's like oh. Zach Baggins fucking light. I love yes. it. Yes. Oh, and, like, <laughs> I, he went on some fucking podcast... And, like, was talking about, you know, the house and how haunted it was. And then brought up, like, the audacity of people is actually fucking outrageous. And I can't even fucking handle it. So he brings up Jason Snyder, who was the investigator, who was like, hey, girl. So, like, all of this is explainable. And, like, flips all of it to be like, yeah, he was, like, a descendant of a Freemason and told me that, like, oh, there's all this, like, Freemason stuff in it. And it's, like, Illuminati shit. And I'm like... I was like, do you actually believe your lies? Because I'm reading the fucking report right now. Where are you getting this? Yeah. Where are you actually getting this? What the and fuck? Like, and here's the thing. If you listen to just what he said, you're like, holy fuck. When literally one goog is like, oh, this is bullshit. Like yeah. all of this is bullshit, actually. Cool. Thanks. This is so gross. I can't handle it. And then like, can you imagine like living in that house, just being like, it's my house, whatever. And then William Shatner ominously voiceovering being like your stepdad killed himself and your mom died in the house and it's the most evil house in America. And you're like, what the fuck? I played like Parcheesi in that living room. Like, I planted the willow tree in the front yard. Like, fuck you, it's a hundred years fucking old. Fucking relax. Yeah. None of this is true. And they like name the people. That's really fucked up. Especially like... And tack- especially when someone dies like- by suicide. Like, stop it. Yeah. No. That's not a cute look. It's not cute. None of it was cute. No. Especially if this is information you can look up where these people are like, yeah, hi, hello, I'm not dead. No, I'm alive. Literally on the Facebook page, because so the Willow's Weep Facebook page has been 86, but the Willow's Weep debunked one is still there. And okay. she literally like puts up like her mother's death certificate being like, she's at the fucking hospital. And she died of a fucking heart attack. She puts up like the floor plan of the house being like, it's not really a cross. Like it kind of is, but like not really like... Like it's just it a is, weird design. It's just like yeah. a weird design that was like not that big of a deal in 1890. And no also it's not it. demonic because Christians are like, it's the sign of respect. Yeah. <laughs> fucking figure your life out. Everybody needs to relax. Everyone needs to fucking relax. <laughs> Have a Bottom fucking line. indigo gimlet. Right? And fucking relax. Girl, I mean, did I already finish mine? Yes. Was I, it delicious? Yes. I mean, yeah. Now it's my turn. because Now it's your turn. Because you got... Because it's We're my being turn. welcomed into the crime den. Welcome to my crime den, Monique. Fuck yeah. I'm really excited. Uh, did I get Psychic Sister vibes? <gasps> Stop it! During your story, which is funny because I did end up cutting this from the episode last week, but I told you your story last week yes. Like, yes, yes. was already giving me vibes of my story that I had picked out. And then this one just like also... Amy, kind of give me vibes. I'm so. so obsessed how psychic sistery we are. It's as soon as it happened, it like literally happened every single week yeah. after that, and to the point that I'm like, 
the floodgates are fucking open. I'm getting a little freaked out by it. It's like a little eerie. I love that Amy's freaked out by it and I'm like doing a fucking dance. She's like dancing. It's like super cute. She's like loving it. I love it for sure. I'm like, but do I think it's interesting? Do I think it's noteworthy? Yeah. Because we're soulmates. I fuck it. Girl. Girl. That's fucking why. Facts. Oh my God. Here's the thing. Facts. One of 10,000 reasons why Amy is fucking incredible and I'm so blessed and, and thrilled to have her in my She's life. She's amazing. No, She's you're fucking so amazing. amazing. Is from the get, like, I'm very open about who the fuck I am. I'm like, I'm Cuban, I'm Scorpio, I'm woo-woo as fuck, and I'm a lot. Let's fucking go. <laughs> and I say fuck a lot. Yes. If you can't handle this, there's some fucking door. And Amy is like, Amy trained in woman of science. At no point was she ever, like, would she ever poo-poo any of my woo-woo shit at all, ever, never once. But I knew that she was, like, it was just not her experience. It wasn't really her vibe. And, like, that I have, like, watched you over. I'm secretly here for the woo-woo shit. Like, to the dark side, baby. Am I logical, rational, analytical? Do I pride myself on all of those things? Yes. Am I secretly a little woo-woo in my core? 100%. I'm just bringing it out. Our Girl, psychic sister You are. Yeah, Dude, baby. I swear, every week we have, like, more of these psychic sister moments. I, like, I have a moment where I'm, like, all right. I wish you could see right. my dancing. I'm so excited. I know. I just, <laughs> again, the fact that this is not a visual medium. <laughs> so we got to get it together and do live shows. Girl. Yes. <laughs> One of these days. So... I am going to give everybody a heads up just ahead of time because um, no spoilers, but if like a sad baby story Ah. is like Mm. not your thing and is really going to like ruin your week, skip it. Maybe steer clear of this one. It's probably not the one for you. That being said, it's really fucking crazy and I really hope you guys stick around for it. So fucking brace yourselves. (gasps) Yeah, oh I got ready. I got my indigo give one. I'm fucking She's got it. ready, so baby. Beautiful. All right. Sources. NewYorkTimes.com, BBC.com, WashingtonPost.com, CNN.com, LawyersWeekly.com.au, News.com.au, Murderpedia, and good old Wikipedia. I love how you have the most legit sources and mine was like Facebook, Reddit. I know. I was thinking about that too. I was like... <laughs> You're like, what the fuck are you doing, buddy? Now I feel like I'm being like a know-it-all. No, we need, this is the yin to the yang, baby. Right? It's the balance. The balance. I'm the one who did the trashy and alien sex story last week, so like, I, I'm not going to bet anything. After I finish like the the next episode, well, this episode, the next episode of Pam and Tommy, I promise I will watch that documentary because it needs to be part of my life. I, did I send the recommendation to my dad as well? Because he's an (laughs) artist and he's a weirdo like me and I knew he would love a good weird alien story. Totally did. You need to tell me what Tom says. I will. Please and do. in the meantime, I'm going to send you yes. my my stuff so you can log in and get it. So, true crime story. Kathleen Donovan was born on June 14th, 1967 in New South Wales, Australia, to Thomas Britton and Kathleen Donovan. Unfortunately, Kathleen's life had an incredibly tragic beginning when, on January 8th, 1969, when she was just 18 months old, her father stabbed her mother to death <gasps> on a public footpath in Sydney. Oh my God. Yeah. 18 months old, like right out the fucking gate. Trauma. The mother had walked out on them over a money dispute and in a drunken rage, her father stabbed her mother 24 times, which obviously, yeah, gross reaction. Yes. And also like whatever happened, just calling someone a bitch and like going on with your day. Yeah. Move along. Move along. Thanks. Fine. Fine. Fuck you. Leave then. Yes. For the ego, that's great. Yeah. Nope. 
he decided he needed to murder her in the streets instead. That's so much more work. It's so much more work. He then spent 15 years in prison for her murder before he was deported to England. Mm. Kathleen lived with relatives briefly before becoming a ward of the state and being placed in foster care. I'm going to ask a question, and if it's answered or I spoil something, just cut it. Okay. Is she aware that this is her background? Yes. Okay. She knows this. Cool. Fuck. That sucks. Fuck. It does suck. She lived with a couple until she was three, then spent two months at a children's home before finally moving to a permanent foster care placement. Damn. Yep. With the Marlboro family. That's one of those names that I have a really hard time with, so apologies. I'm going to try my best. The fact that I even put it in here, like, what was I doing to myself? So. You're fucking champion. Good luck. It's just like, it's, it feels like I have rocks in my mouth when I say it. And yeah, it's, it's just, like, blah, 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 blah. Yes, yeah, thank you. I understand. Thank you. That's how I feel about paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just my mouth just like decides it's on vacation. Yeah. I'm saying like, it. I'm checking out, girl. <laughs> I was like, bye. Good luck with this. <laughs> the family had two older children who moved out when she was young and she was basically raised as an only child. Mm. While she was doted on by the older children when they came to visit, she was largely ignored by the father and described the mother as controlling to an excessive degree. Damn. Kathleen received physical punishments from her and said she could be unpredictable and moody. Mm. Her social activities were restricted and her childhood was marked by isolation and few friends. Damn. That being said, she said she felt safe in the home and even chose to change her last name to Marlboro. Because she in didn't fucking know any better. Yeah. That's what trauma does, you yeah. know. And it's like the mother was kind of controlling the aspect of like, she wanted to raise her to be the best daughter. So a lot of chores and just kind of limiting what she could do and just like making sure that she was very appropriate all the time. Very, you know, polite. All I mean, my manners. mom tried it's, that shit. Yeah, it's, you know. Clearly it doesn't Etiquette, for basically. Me. Yes. Yeah. Girl, stop it. Girl. Girl. So my, my parents tried to put me in cotillion classes. But my brothers, that was not proposed to them. I was like, you could go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, I know. Thank you. Go fuck yourself. And they gave me this this uh, book that was like Tiffany's Table Manners for Teenagers. Love and alliteration. But Tiffany could fuck herself. Right. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Not a lady. Tiffany, I'm a lot no. of things, but a lady is not one of them. No. I fucking tell you. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's like, as my sailor's mouth will uh, will attest to. That being said, she said she felt safe in the home and even chose to change her last name to Marlboro in 1984. Although she believed she had been officially adopted by the family, mm. she later found out that she actually had not. Girl, psychic sisters, oh my god. Yes. <gasps> Kathleen eventually left school at the age of 15, six months before receiving her higher school certificate, which would obviously be our version high of school, high school right? diploma. Yeah. And worked several low-paying jobs before, at the age of 18, she met Craig Fulbig on a disco dance floor. Mm. Five years older than her, Craig was a clerk for a mining and steel company, and Kathleen said she saw him as her knight in shining armor. Oof. That can't be great. I hope so. It's a true crime story. It's the true crime story. So when the husband shows up, you're always like... A number one. You're the a suspect. Number one. You did hey. it. Yeah. Looking husband at you, buddy. It. But TBD. Great. Okay, cool. We'll hold out on that. Two years later, in 1987, the two were married, and Kathleen Marlborough was now Kathleen Fulbig. They eventually moved to a working-class suburb in Newcastle, a coal capital north of Sydney. Kathleen eventually became pregnant, and on February 1st, 1989, Kathleen gave birth to their first child, Caleb. While the baby was... Right? I like that. I love that name. While the baby was known to breathe noisily and was diagnosed with a mild case of... Laryngomalacia. Damn. 
Hoping that's pronounced correctly. Sounds intense. It sounds intense. Uh, Which is basically what happens when a baby's larynx or voice box is soft and floppy and temporarily blocks the airway. Uh But it's something that's normally outgrown and it's Uh not usually a big deal. So beyond this mild case of laryngomalacia, Caleb was an otherwise healthy baby. On February 20th, Kathleen put Caleb to sleep in his bassinet in the bedroom next to her and her husband's. Mm. According to Kathleen, Caleb had an unsettled night and was awake from midnight until 2 a.m. Shortly before 3, Craig was woken up by Kathleen yelling, no. quote, my baby, no. there's something wrong with my baby, no. end quote. Caleb wasn't breathing. Oh my god. Kathleen called an ambulance while Craig performed CPR. Unfortunately, by the time the ambulance arrived, <gasps> Caleb, who was only 19 days old, no. was already dead. Oh my There was no reason to suspect that his death had resulted from anything other than natural causes and was attributed to sudden infant death syndrome or SIDS. So, okay. I think sudden infant death syndrome is horseshit because it's basically a medical diagnosis of like, we don't know. We don't know. Yes. I was literally about to say that. Like literally it's basically like, Hey, I went to all these years of medical school. I cut up so many dead bodies and, uh, what if I know? We have no idea. Sometimes babies just die. Enjoy bearing your baby. Good luck with that. Okay, thanks, bye. Yeah, fingers um, crossed. It's like one, really upsetting. Obviously, baby shouldn't die. Two, when they're like, we don't know, so we're going to give it this bullshit medical term we've come up with. Yes. To make ourselves feel better. I hate that, and I hate this, and this is awful, and no parent should ever have to deal with a dead baby, and then should even more not have to deal with the fact that they get this bullshit explanation. Yes. Correct. Because again, like we just said, like there's no real reason for this. It's just the sudden... It's shrug emoji. Yes. It's, it's literally the same. Like when you look it up, it literally says the sudden and unexplained death of a baby younger than one year old. It says unexplained right in the fucking definition of it. Literally, the definition should be, should be like, fuck if we know. Yeah. It's the same. As we just repeated multiple times, the cause is still unknown, but it's believed that SIDS is associated with problems in a baby's ability to rouse from sleep to detect low levels of oxygen, Mm. or a buildup of carbon dioxide in the blood. Despite Caleb's tragic death, Kathleen became pregnant seven months later, and on June 3rd, 1990, gave birth to another son, Patrick. Mm. Tests showed that he was normal and healthy, but at four months old, he had an unexpected ALTE, or apparent life-threatening event, that left him with brain damage and seizures. Fuck! Four months later, on February 13th, 1991, Patrick died at just eight months old. What the fuck? Yep. His death certificate reported that he was blind and choked due to an epileptic fit. Unfortunately, this would not be the last time that this situation happened to the Fulberg family. I'm sorry. My jaw has been on the floor and my my brow has been furrowed. Girl, you don't even fucking know the level yet. So, shockingly... Dawns on me, this is the true crime portion. It's the true crime portion. And I'm very upset. Yes. I'm the person who who laughs a second before the punchline because I see where the joke is going. Yep. I see where this is going. And I'm yep. deeply upset. You should I be deeply upset. to state that on the record. Yes. However, that being said, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Monique doesn't actually know where this <gasps> is going. Because there are going to be some twists and some turns. I'm fucking into it. So. I wouldn't expect anything less from you. Stay with me, girl. You knew I was bringing it this week. 
Have I told you I'm obsessed with you? I'm obsessed with you, girl. I love, I love seeing your this. fucking purple gimlet. I'm kind of obsessed with them. I'm not used to it, and it's so I'm beautiful. I'm so fucking here for it. I, like, might never buy anything other than Indigo Gin again. I'm not <laughs> I'm, like, really excited. Also, we don't get to see each other in person super often. We don't. So it's, like, we're, like, giddy. This is really nice. Thank you for making... Girls. Yes. Thank you for making the trek out here. I know of it's course. a pain in the ass no, to get into, like, so the deep, dark recesses of Brooklyn, so... It's all good. I'm, I appreciate it. Especially on this, like, foggy, eerie, foghorn-filled day. Yeah. The skeleton is demanding it on your shirt. <laughs> the skeleton demands it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, this was not going to be the last time that this happened to them. Sarah, the Fulberg's first daughter, was born on October 14th, 1992, and died at 10 months old what the on August 30th, fuck? 1993, with SIDS listed as the cause of death. I want to remove SIDS as the cause of death. Right? Figure it the fuck out. Right? This is not fucking medieval times. There's no reason that like, you should just die. It's the vapors. Yeah. And their humors were off. Yes. Get the fuck out of here with that. No. No. Like, what is actually going miscarriages? on? Miscarriages? That's different. Of course. There's a lot of shit in play. But if the baby's cooked, what the fuck? And, and the baby's cooked, you should know what the fuck's happening. Yes. I agree. Also, I don't know if it's kosher to say if the baby's cooked. I don't know. I'm not a mother. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean, I, I it's, it's, like, it's, it's bun in the oven is the like That's term. Right. So like we're, we're following that analogy, then it's cooked is correct. I get the I get the hesitation. I get why that's a little morbid though. So fair. Babies shouldn't die. Babies shouldn't that's die. That's all. That's really all I want to say. And Correct. my defense mechanism is trying to make this like not <laughs> slightly as lighthearted. Yes, as it is. Yes. And uh, and it's not, it's going poorly. I don't think it's going poorly. This is a tough one. Yeah. So four years later, Kathleen gave birth to another daughter, Laura, on August 7th, sorry, 1997. Is this, is this baby four? This is baby number four. Oh my God. Yes. How? I Okay. I don't obviously don't know the story. I don't know how this ends. She might be a piece of shit. I don't know. If she's not, to have four children, three of which are not here because they didn't make it past, like they didn't even make it to a year. I don't actually know how you can do that. Girl. Like, um, fuck physically. Emotionally, I actually don't know how you can do that. Especially, like, she had a traumatic childhood. Like, yes. even if she doesn't remember the thing with her father and her mother situation, like, Dude, still being like, raised in foster care with somebody who's not your family that you kind of don't feel like a part of them. And there was a thing I read once about how, like, people who grow up in, tr- in traumatic environments and stuff that you see in their, like, DNA and their genetics that there's, like, it shows up, like, these, like, trauma. Like, it, it changes. Oh, it okay. It. Yeah. Like, that it's even a thing, like, you don't need to have had a thing happen to you for it for it to be, like, literally in your bones. Fascinating. Yeah. That this thing of, like, ancestral trauma is actually a genetic fact of, like, families that have gone through, like, really fucked up things. You see, like, in the, like, genetic line, like, the mutations that happen. Interesting. And then when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, it makes so much sense. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Have your family escape communism with their lives and you're not going to be like a normal person. No. You're like, this is in my genetics. This it's is my in genetics. my DNA. I'm Thanks. Up. You're welcome. Thanks. That was super interesting and I'm glad you brought that up. Cool. Okay. So gave birth to Laura on August 7th, 1997. On March 1st. Stop it. No. 1999. No. no. Laura, who'd been taking medication <sighs> for a respiratory infection at the time, 
died at 18 months old. Since Laura was too old to be susceptible to SIDS because of children under one, and because of the death of her siblings, Laura's cause of death was recorded as quote-unquote undetermined. Stop! (sighs) Someone do your fucking job! It's very tragic. It's very sad. If this is like a Munchausen's thing, then like, figure it the fuck out. Yeah. It's your job. Yeah. I agree. Cut it if that's the thing. No. (gasps) Twists and turns. Twists and turns, I told you. After the death of their fourth child, the couple's marriage obviously broke down and the two separated. After Kathleen left, while Craig was cleaning up the house, he found her diaries and, in a gross invasion of privacy, decided to start reading them. Nope. He said what he saw made him want to vomit and, now suspicious of his wife's involvement in their children's deaths, brought the diaries to the police on May 19th, 1999. One of the entries that caught his eye said that Sarah had left, quote unquote, with a bit of help. When authorities questioned Kathleen Mm -hmm. about the entry, she said that she had been grief stricken when she wrote it and a bit of help referred to her hope that God had taken her baby home. The diaries Uh, painted a picture of a woman torn by mixed emotions, one who wanted to, quote, prove she could do it just like other women could, end quote but one who also resented her children when the attention inevitably shifted away from her to them, describing it as, quote, a feeling of abandonment, end quote, just like what she had gone through as a child where she was in the family but never felt like a part of it. In one entry, she wrote how stress, quote, made her do terrible things, end quote, and spoke of, quote, flashes of rage, resentment, and hatred, end quote, towards her children. She That's wrote- on the floor. Yeah. Joe's been on the floor for, for the whole time. Girl. She wrote that Laura was- Also, who the fuck has a diary? Right? I mean, I don't I mean, have the consistency to have a diary. I, like, I don't have- Every the... now and then I'd be like, I'm gonna- January 1. I'm gonna start. January 4th, it was done. Yeah. <laughs> I've done the same thing and I'm always like, oh, I'm like way who too- gives a fuck about my thoughts? First of as all- As I say to the podcast that I spill my thoughts into. First- Correct. Yes, I completely agree. Second, I'm always just so afraid somebody's going to find it that I will never actually put anything that's meaningful in it. It's always just stupid bullshit that I don't care about that I'm just like, if somebody reads this, it's not going to be awkward as fuck. Cool. I have gone back and read the like four days of January. They're so cringy. They're so cringy and it's Mm, like, I hate it. And I'll be like, who the fuck is this about that I'm stressing about? Yeah. I don't don't remember any of this. Oh, God. Don't, just don't have a diary. Right? Just don't have one. Yes. It's, you know, tough for life. <laughs> if you do, that's fine. Get it. I'm like, sure love it's great. You. Yes. Love that journey for you, but like, also don't. Yeah. Especially if you're going to like, commit any crimes. Yeah, Definitely absolutely. don't have a diary. And like, the thing is, if you're going fishing for something, you're going to find something. There you go. That's just a fact. Now, here's the thing. If, which I don't know, because I don't know this fucking story. If your wife is murdering your kids... Then, yeah, you need to find that shit out. Yes. But, again, See, twist we're not turns, sure. Uh, yes, know. twists and turns. We're not sure that's the scenario. Uh-huh. TBD. Yeah. In another entry, she wrote that Laura was a fairly good-natured baby and said, quote, Thank goodness it has saved her from the fate of her siblings. I think she was warned. End quote. Chills AF, ominous AF. For all. I know. Oh, my God. 
After examining her diary entries, authorities believed that Kathleen Fulbig had smothered all four of her <gasps> infant, yep, infant children oh to death. God. The most damning entry they claimed was the one that said, quote, I am my father's daughter. Ah! End quote. Don't have children if you don't want them. It's so not that hard. Yes. Like, guys, really. I know. On April 19th, 2001, Kathleen was arrested and charged with four counts of murder. At her trial in 2003, the prosecutor's argument heavily relied on Meadows' law, which is the now-discredited theory that, quote, one sudden infant death is a tragedy, two is suspicious, and three is murder until proven otherwise, Mm. end quote. I mean... So, I mean, here's the thing. Statistically, that's just not true. That is the thing. Yeah. However, the doctors aren't pulling their weight here because they're they're just shrug emojiing the, the situation. Stuff. Yeah. So they're not pulling their weight. Yes. So I, I can understand very much that concern. Yes. Totally. Yeah. And although Meadows Law had already been discredited prior to the trial, Kathleen's lawyer, Renee Rago, said, quote, it pervaded the tone and approach of the case, end quote. It didn't help that Alan Calla, the doctor who had ruled Laura's death undetermined, was presented as an expert witness Mm. and testified that he had never seen a case of four children dying in the same family. But Calla didn't present any independent data. So this is basically him being like, well, I've never seen it, so it's never happened ever. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like saying, I've never seen a million dollars with my own eyes, so it can't exist. Exactly. Yeah. Mmm... Watch yourself, dude. Tell that to Kardashian. Girl. Over the course of the trial, there was apparently very little consensus among the scientific experts who testified. Mm. But still, prosecutors relied on Calla's testimony to argue that there was a greater chance of pigs flying than four babies dying so young in the same family over a span of 10 years. Okay. That's a lot. And that's a statement. Here's the thing. Uh, what is it? No, it's not Murphy's Law. It's Occam's Razor, right? Uh, the simplest explanation is probably the correct, correct one. yes. A.K.A. statistically, the husband always does it type of thing. Okay. So, like, I understand that, but I also am not going to, like, throw flying pigs into this motherfucker. Yeah. Because I think if you are wrong, it's a really easy way to look like an asshole. Yes. One prosecutor... And again, I stress prosecutor, this is not a fucking doctor or a scientist or anyone with expert testimony. This is a fucking lawyer said, quote, there has never, ever been in the history of medicine any case like this. It is not a reasonable doubt. It is preposterous. Wait, what is, what's quote. the time period on this? The trial is taking place in 2003. <sighs> okay. So Google is like kind of not a thing. Not really. Not really. Throughout the trial, Kathleen insisted that she was innocent and that her four children had all been victims of SIDS. Mm. The defense argued that not only were there no direct admissions to the killings in Kathleen's journal entries, but there was never any medical evidence of smothering in any of the children's deaths. Kathleen's lawyer argued that the prosecution had cherry-picked phrases from the diaries and twisted the oftentimes ambiguous entries into a murder confession when there was nothing explicit to suggest that was actually the case. Despite the fact that there was no confession, no physical evidence linking Kathleen to her children's murders, no apparent motive, and that it was an entirely circumstantial case, 
On May 21st, 2003, 35-year-old Kathleen Fulbig was found guilty of the murders of Patrick, Sarah, and Laura, and the manslaughter of Caleb. As the verdicts were read, she collapsed into tears. On October 24th, 2003, Kathleen was sentenced to 40 years in prison with a non-parole period of 30 years, though her sentence was later reduced on appeal to 30 years imprisonment with a non-parole period of 25 years. Mm. Kathleen Fulbig was branded Australia's worst female serial killer, but has spent the last 18 years professing her innocence from behind bars. Then, in 2018, Kathleen's attorneys asked geneticists to look into the case and believed that genetics may provide an explanation Mm. for the sudden deaths of the Fulbig children. Mm. Carola Venusa, an immunologist from the Australian National University in Canberra, sequenced Kathleen's genome and found that she actually has an incredibly rare, never-before-reported mutation in what's known as the CALM2 gene. After this discovery, they analyzed blood and tissue samples from all four children that were taken shortly after they were born and confirmed that Sarah and Laura both had the same mutation as their mother. And guess what? Defects in any of the three CALM genes create heart arrhythmias that can Uh. cause cardiac arrest, and sudden death in infancy and childhood. Mm. While only about 75 people in the world are known to have pathogenic calm mutations. Yeah, which is what they have. Pathogenic meaning that this causes disease, them having this mutation. Children died in at least 20 of those cases. And in many others, they might not have died, but they at least suffered cardiac arrest. So the odds of this are extremely high. high. Science. Science! In a 2020 study pertaining to the case, a team of researchers concluded that the rare CALM2 mutation altered Sarah and Laura's heart rhythms, predisposing them to heart conditions, Mm. which were then aggravated by the antibiotics Sarah had been taking and the medicine that Laura had been prescribed yeah. for her respiratory yeah, infection. Yeah, fucked. Yes. Yeah, yeah fucked. The study concluded that the mutation was, quote, responsible explanation, end quote, for the girls' deaths. Mm. But what about the boys? Well, in yet another insane case of genetic anomalies, it turns out that Caleb and Patrick each carried two potentially lethal genetic mutations in the BSN gene, Mm. which is linked to early-onset lethal epilepsy in mice and was likely inherited from their father. Damn. While there is stronger evidence of a natural death in the girls' cases, and scientists are still studying potential genetic causes for the boys' deaths, it is highly likely that all of them died from natural causes. So she's 18 years in the clink when they figure this out. 18 years. And think about this. Her mother is murdered when she's 18 months old. She spends her whole life in foster care, loses her four children to SIDS, is then blamed, them. blamed for their murder, called Australia's worst female serial killer, is behind bars for 18 years, only to have science be like, yeah, hi. hi, you actually had a super rare genetic mutation that caused your daughter to die, and your husband actually had a super rare genetic mutation that caused your sons to die. Wasn't your fault at all. Kathleen, I my heart goes imagine. out to you. <gasps> Girl. Because she's not been through fucking enough. This story. I can't imagine. I, no. I read it and I was just like, this is so fucking, one, I like love, yay science. Yeah. Fucking nailing it. But also just like, 
this is so sad and so upsetting and I can't believe like this fucking shit happened it's so fucking crazy and like I don't know how it is in Australia but in the US if you're in the clink and you did some shit to kids there's a fucking target on your back girl she literally had to be like put in protective custody yeah. right away like she's had other prisoners assault her yeah. she's been in like situations like yeah and this is a woman who is innocent according she's to the like, evidence basically literally yes my genes are fucked yes but also like we read your diary and we decided what that meant and so we decided you were a murderer and we convicted you on that and yeah. also like here's the thing i'm someone who can be seen as super dramatic and on my, when I'm in, in the express elevator to hell, cause I'm having a bad day. I say lots of wild shit. I'm like, I'm yeah, this, yes, I am the worst. I'm a terrible person. I'm just like, dude, I'm not really done anything that bad. Yes, exactly. Especially and like, your it's your diary. You don't write dies, it. Yes. You're like, yeah, I am. I am murdering my kids. Clearly. Yes, this it's is my fault. This is me. Because I'm the one making them. So yes. clearly I'm the one who's fucked up here. Yes. The universe keeps taking them away from me. Obviously, this is my fault. Yeah. Yes. It's a mother's instinctual blaming of yourself for yeah. why anything would happen to your children. Yeah. Yes. And again, like, you don't write a diary it's as a... It's a verbal diarrhea thing. Yes. You don't it write it for somebody else to be coherent. You write just, like, what you're feeling in your, like, weird stream of consciousness shit. It might not even mean anything to you in three months when you read it back. You're like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So to take something from that and... To take a murder confession from that I feel is like a that's lot. a fact. When, yeah. when it's not been like, I actually, yes. I murdered my child. I smothered my child in her crib. How could I have done this? I feel so horrible. This is not Never. a Robert Durst, what did you do? Killed them all, of course. Yes. Situation. No. Like, these were just very, this is a woman who has lost four children. She is sad. She's distraught. She had a hard life to begin with. She's very hard on herself. Like... You're going to say some fucked up shit. You're going to say some very harsh shit to yourself where you take responsibility You're for something that's not shit. your fault. Yes. A hundred percent. I know. After the discovery of this crucial piece of scientific evidence, Kathleen's lawyers, who had already exhausted formal appeals, managed to secure a formal inquiry into the case, and Professor Venusa shared the genetic details with the court in a series of reports at the end of 2018 and the beginning of 2019. But... They were dealing with a criminal court system that rarely overturns convictions, mm. and there were signs of resistance to the presented scientific findings. Worried? Yeah. This is a thing, like, and, and while this is different because it's not like a killer quote-unquote thing, the thing of, like, I need to maintain the conviction and not, I need to find who did this. Like, let's get the truth of the situation, not like, now we need to just, like, stick to our guns because we already did this. That's, like, the thing with the West Memphis Three. It's, like... The person who did that is out there. Still. Still. And you have legally made it so that you don't ever have to find them. Yes. Like, that is a problem. It's a fucking problem. Like, move over your ego. Get the fuck out of here. Like, 100%. you fuck, people fuck up all of the time. Yes. And be like, fuck, I fucked up. But then find the correct thing. Thank you. Yes. Like, the same shit with OJ where he's like, I'm going to spend the rest of my life fighting Nicole. Like, who killed Nicole? Guess what? He never did shit because he knows who killed Nicole. Yeah. Let me guess. Case solved. First day. He was like, I'm not going to put that much effort into it. Yeah. The politics of it is so gross. It's really gross. Because it just impedes justice. Yeah. So, worried that the genetic evidence was not being taken seriously, Professor Venusa wrote to Professor Peter Schwartz, a world-leading cardiologist and cardiac geneticist in Milan, who wrote back and confirmed 
that he knew of a family in the United States with two children who had a very similar mutation. One of them died from a heart attack and the other suffered cardiac arrest. Ugh. In July 2019, the judge reached a decision regarding the inquiry. While he said that he had considered the scientific evidence, he apparently had found Kathleen's diary compelling enough that he had no reasonable doubt about her guilt. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. Your subjective interpretation of someone's diary outweighs actual scientific evidence? Who the actual fuck do you think you are, sir? Mm-mm. These are scientists. Yourself. These are fucking geneticists. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want to, like, poo-poo your fucking law degree or whatever you got. But, I, like, I'm pretty you're not sure you're not a geneticist. And, like, a geneticist claiming to know shit about the law would be equally insulting. Yes. Because they're a geneticist and you're fucking, you know the law. Exactly. No, but stay in your fucking lane. Thank you. But the geneticist is saying, yeah, hi, there's a super rare genetic mutation that would be basically the only evidence you would need that wasn't circumstantial that would prove that this person didn't commit this crime. Actual factual scientific evidence. Yeah. But no, no, no. Your feelings on her diary entries are obviously much more compelling evidence. Thank you. Because feelings at some point became facts and it's wild. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. Get over yourself. Despite this bullshit verdict, the New South Wales government assured the public that, quote, no stone has been left unturned, end quote. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. However, Professor Venuza and Kathleen's lawyers refused to give up. On March 4th, 2021, a petition signed by 90 eminent scientists, scientific advocates, and medical experts from nine different countries, including two Nobel laureates and the president of the Australian Academy of Science, signed this petition to send to the governor of New South Wales, and it states that there is, quote, significant positive evidence, end quote, that all four of Kathleen's children died of natural causes, and request a pardon for Kathleen as well as her immediate release. Mm. Because, again, 90 Science. fucking scientists, two of which are Nobel laureates, oh, shit. are telling you, yeah, there's a fucking huge genetic mutation that is causing this. It's not murder. Could you maybe consider this? She just had, like, the shittiest hand in life. The shittiest hand in life, literally. And you made it even fucking worse by accusing her of murder and then putting her in the fucking clink for 18 plus years. Good job, guys. As for those quote-unquote incriminating diaries, Professor James Pennenbaker, the world's most cited psychologist, textual analysis, and frequent consultant for the FBI and CIA, analyzed Kathleen's diaries using text software designed to understand language, and said, quote, I see absolutely no evidence to suggest that these were premeditated murders. I see no evidence that Kathleen Fulbig's language, either in her written statement or in the entries three months later, had exhibited any signs of deception or attempts to cover anything up. I also see no signs that Miss Fulbig is mentally unstable or is someone who is harboring buried hostility or rage, end quote. As of December 16th, 2021, the petition submitted on Kathleen's behalf was still being reviewed by Attorney General Mark Speakman, who said, quote, The desire to have this matter dealt with quickly is understandable. However, these materials are voluminous and complex, end quote. In response, Kathleen's lawyer had this to say, quote, Many people contend that this is a complex case. 
The science can be complex because it's new and developing. The legal case is not complex. It's actually very simple. There is no evidence of smothering. There has never been, and there is ample evidence of natural causes asserted by leading experts in their fields, including in cardiac genetics. Professor Peter Schwartz, world leader in genetics of cardiac arrhythmias, says Sarah and Laura died from the CALM2 mutation. Mm. That is it. Case closed on the girls. End quote. Mm. Kathleen, who has already served 18 years Ugh. of her 30-year sentence, is not set to be released until 2028. Fuck. If Kathleen is freed and her convictions are overturned, her ordeal will be seen as the worst miscarriage of justice in Australia's history. And unfortunately, that's where we stand today on Kathleen Fulbig. She is still in prison, still waiting for her petition to be determined, and is basically been proven by science to have been innocent and have incredibly rare genetic mutations that caused her children to die. And somehow her diary entries outweigh 90 scientists petitions. The diary entries of a grieving mother who says, this is clearly my fault. Yes, outweigh 90 scientists, two Nobel laureates, all coming together. Again, nine different countries all coming together to say, hi, she didn't do it. This is incredibly rare and incredibly unfounded, but like, this is happening. It blows my fucking mind. I can't fucking believe it. My heart goes out to Kathleen. It's such a fucking insane story. I just, nuts. I just can't. And that is the crazy story of Kathleen Fulbig, who is the woman who was dubbed Australia's worst female serial killer and actually may have been innocent this entire time. That is so fucked. So fucked, dude. I remember when Making a Murderer came out. And one of his attorneys, I want to say he said it on on the show because I also saw the two of them speak a few years ago live. Oh, did you really? Shit. Yeah. Nice. That's how I spent my Saturday. I was like, I love you. (laughs) And one of them said, look, I hope he did it because if he didn't do it, then he's been in prison for a second time on something he didn't commit. I would really prefer that he fucking did it. And he'd be in prison for the thing he did. For the yes, thing he did. Exactly. And it's a thing of like, I like would prefer she did it. Yeah. But the fact that all of the actual evidence is showing that she didn't and has just been handed the shittiest lot in life from 18 months old. Yep. Like, I know. I like got chills just thinking about it right then. It's fucking. I, like. I know. Fuck. Dude, it's fucking. It's so infuriating. And it's just the fact that it was just like a fucking they even say it in one of the articles like it sounds like a me thing but it's like it was just some doctor being or some guy just being like this is what I've decided you meant by your personal Uh diary entries Uh even though I had no experience with this whatsoever and I would never know what this was like and yet I am going to speak for you and tell you what you were saying with your personal diary entries yeah like how dare you actually it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Amanda Knox, the Amanda Knox trial, that the investigator just had a hard on for her and was like, just decided it was her because 
didn't like how she reacted, didn't think it was like grieving enough, I well, feel like. What, yeah. Well, there was that, but the 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 linchpin for him was that that her roommate's body had been covered up and it's like, well, that's a thing that women do because they're so like feeble and they can't like they handle see looking at a body. body. One, women are fucking vicious. One, facts. Two, you're telling me a man has never covered a body ever, and also, ever zero times that's happened. Facts that you're coming up with that bullshit. They just like had a hard on, and that's the thing of like when they get the blinders on and are like, it cannot be anyone else. Yeah, and this is horrifying. What is happening to this woman? I know, Kathleen. Kathleen, I'm I like, feel was so... it at thirty five? She. Yeah. went in so a third of her life she's been on the point yeah that's so fucked and just it's the adding insult to injury thing like yeah. this was already such a horrible situation she was having to deal with and then to accuse her of murder and have her rotting away in prison for 18 fucking years where again like you pointed out people who kill babies are not treated well in prison no at all you do anything with kids it's it's a fucking rap for you yes yeah like did not fucking deserve this it's no, fucking it's crazy so but again you cannot convict somebody based on circumstantial evidence. If you do not have actual hard evidence to prove that they committed a crime, especially a fucking murder. Let alone four. Let alone four. You can't just decide. You can't just decide that they're guilty yeah. and put them away. Sorry. I'm like, dude, it fucking sucks that we live in a world where four babies can fucking die. But the, the shitty thing is, is that we do. Yes. Sometimes it's just because. And that is not fulfilling in any way and that doesn't make you feel good because that just shows the the complete lack of control we have over things so someone needs to be responsible and here's the thing in a shit way she's responsible but just through her shit genetics yes that's it that's it which i'm sure if you asked her she would prefer to not have them a hundred percent Oh, that's such a horrible story i know i felt like we were psychic sisters though because yours ended up not being like what the situation yes, was yes, yes, yes. and then mine also was not what the situation yes. you thought it was going to be totally and then you brought up genetics and everything like we were all girl sisters. i love it um but the you're telling of it was wonderful i never Thank heard of you. the story i didn't hear of this either and like i'm actually that was one of the reasons i wanted to do the story because like this is a huge miscarriage of justice this woman is yeah. still in fucking prison and again 90 scientists have all said, like, we have literally definitive proof that this, it's not her fault. This was yeah. a crazy, rare genetic mutation that none of us could have expected. We're giving you the information now, like, please fix this. And they're just like, no, but I read her diaries and I think that's how it is. And like, you just hear about, like, Rev Run of Run DMC had a a reality show where his yeah. wife was pregnant and gave birth on the reality show. <gasps> But the baby had a rare genetic disorder where I think the organs were on the outside and like didn't make it, obviously. But like it happens. It happens. And it fucking sucks. Yeah. And the last thing a person who's going through that needs to be told something killed their kid. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. What a terrible story. I know. Um, but yay science. Yay science. Science is amazing. Science is amazing. We learn new things every day. Literally. And we can literally solve crimes that thought were already solved. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Science. Believe it. Science. Believe it. I love it. I mean, it's wild that I have to say that. <laughs> it is wild. But here we are in 2022. Yes. Who knew, baby? Um, but thank you so much for that story. Because I also you. think it's super important. It is very important. Um... 
It's one of those things. I wish there was like a petition you can sign, but like the scientists already got it. They're fucking <laughs> doing the work. I mean, like yeah, they're fighting the good fight here. They, I think they have a little bit more credence than they definitely do. Yeah, than we do. They're yeah, their word means a little more. Just a touch. But I adore you. I adore and you. I loved your story. Thank, Thank you. you for making the journey here. Of course. To join me for some beautiful violet gimlets. Yeah. That's so gorgeous. Thank you so much for making me my violet gimlet. Of course. Haley, thank you so much for our gifts. Haley! We actually handle them. Sploosh! Fingers in the eyes. Girl, you. You're amazing. Obsessed. Thank you to all of you who listen. We're so fucking obsessed with you. We're so grateful for you. It cannot be overstated enough. We are nothing except screaming into a void without you. (laughs) Facts. And the fact that you guys enjoy it, and the fact that our episode last week was delayed, and we got multiple messages being like, is there like not an episode are you okay reminds us that like people do listen and they care about this this weird little show we have which is so lovely and heartwarming we're so obsessed with you thank you so much if you don't follow us already follow us on the gram at another fucking horror podcast you can find me at pinupgirlmo you can find me at lobotomy and that's lobot period amy every sixth episode we do a true listener tales episode where we read your stories crazy shit whatever the fuck let us know we're so fucking here for it email us at another fucking horror podcast at gmail.com with a period instead of the you and fucking guys we're so fucking obsessed with you and we're so grateful for you as always keep it cute keep it creepy bye, bye.